This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline. The four corners of the map are in the studio. The statistician, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Beautiful Sunday. Another Sunday closer to football season. It's here. It's, it's here. here. They say uh, football's in the air, but one thing I know that's going to happen today for the next two hours, the man behind the glass is going to be jamming out. At Carlson Radio is where you can find him on Twitter. Andrew! Morning, gentlemen. How are we doing today? Oh, we're doing fantastic, my man. Jerry, you've been uh, you've been out checking out some Texans a little bit this this week, right? Yeah, I was out there at training camp uh, first day, though. So you don't really get to see too much, but you want to see football. And yeah. one thing that stuck out for me for sure is, and we'll get into a little bit more as we go out through the show, is Deshaun Watson's accuracy. And yeah. again, it's it's light drills. They weren't even in pads, but a few plays out there that you see, and it's a focus. Everyone's out there wondering how is he going to be with a full, the full off season, you sure. know, just. Everything looks great from what we saw, really? and and I'm not just a, a, a let's get in here and pump it up, sure. you know, let's do it. Like no, it's honestly it just there was a couple of plays where even JJ got in the backfield on one, and he he kind of did like a jump pass off one leg to the goal line. It's just stuff like that, and I'm really excited about it. Also, uh, I attended the Russell Westbrook uh, the press conference. Yeah, um, that was nice. We'll get into talking about that. Uh, the thoughts, the feeling in the air in there. The he was like a kid in the candy store, straight <laughs> up. He. I didn't know what he would be like, you know, if we already know what some people say about his um, his past with the media, right? He's not a real big media guy. He'll call supposedly. dudes out, man. Yeah, but even in, in – and like I said, we'll have a whole segment uh, that we can speak about it, but just one thing that stood out when they said one, one thing that you want the Rocket fans to know about you, and he, if it was first right off the top that I'm a good guy. Like <laughs> he said, what I was on the court, that's what you want me to be, a competitor, and if that's the reason that you dislike me kind of thing, like like I'm here now. And then yeah. they asked him at one point, they started asking him about OKC and all those other things, and he looked straight at everybody, and he just like cut it off. Like It was like a silence, and he looked, and he was like, I care about one thing, and that's the Houston Rockets. Hmm. That's what you want to hear, right? 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. If you want to talk Rockets, if if you're excited, hey, I feel you. They're... uh, the change that needed to be made that you that you would hope that you were on the last string of saying, man, we ran out of time for agencies gone. Boom, something happened. It's official now. It was weird seeing him hold up that jersey, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, man, and he even glanced at it when he grabbed it, kind of like, is this real? And we'll get, like I said, we'll talk about that. How much of a role did James Harden play in him coming here? He spoke about that. We'll uh, we'll talk some Texans more training camp. We're actually going to break down the AFC South, right? We are. We're going to get to AFC South and AFC East. Jerry and I were talking earlier this week. We're like, man, we got to double up on these divisions because we're going to run out of time. Also, 
word out is that we got two listener tickets, a pair, one pair. Uh, We'll be giving them out during this show. I know everyone's wanting to go to the August 15th uh, Gal Media Bash for the listeners. It was fantastic last time. Well, we have a pair to give away as well. And we'll be giving away more Fantasy Football League entries. We're pretty much a league full. We have about five people. I guess we have a lot of people that listen on the app because whenever uh, the show was over, I saw that we had plenty of messages from people out of town saying, hey, I won in the online league. So we even had Ricky, last year's champion, calling. called in. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to get in the fantasy football leagues, even if you're from out of town, if you're listening to us on the stream, don't worry. 713-780-3776. We'll have plenty of options for you to get in there and bust us up. Maybe even some survivor pools, something fun this year. Man, I can't wait. And man, the tickets to the listener appreciation party, like we had we had some fun last year, man. And this year we hadn't even started the show when we did that last year. Remember, oh, we were yeah. like we were like a week or two away from starting. Man, can you believe it's almost been a year, dude? A year. The August uh, 10th, 11th, whatever that Sunday is around there, um, that, that'll be our one-year show, so we'll have to throw it down with the listeners. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. For it. Because of y'all, we're able to stay on, so keep listening. And as you know, this is football again. We we made it through the off season. We we uh, we BS'd our way through <laughs> as much as, uh, nonsense as we could, but... Hey, we have plenty of news. There's been some injuries already. We have, uh, I guess, no no sighting of Jadavion Clowney. We'll talk about that. There's plenty of football, some holdouts. Man, there's a lot to get to. This Le'Veon Bell, right? Are we? Can we blame him for all this that we're seeing now? With Now we know if Zeke's going to be good to go. We know Melvin Gordon looks like he's going to continue his holdout. Looks like him and Phillip Rivers kind of maybe beefing a little bit because Rivers – he did not really back up his guy. He was like, oh, we got plenty of good running backs. We'll be fine. That's not what you want to hear when you're holding out and you're a running back. So Chargers scaring me a little bit. And, you know, I'm a – I like to think that I'm a, quarter, a a fan of the running back position, right? I think that they're extremely important. But recency has a bias, right? That What has what the league shown us lately that you can get – you don't have to have one of those running backs. That, no. The running backs are out there. And for whatever reason, that's where the problems are coming from. You see, say, Julio Jones, someone that's one of the top-notch receivers, and he's putting it on, I got faith in the owner, and uh, I'll get mine. Mm -hmm. But you see these running backs, and I also know the running back life is different, right? The the shelf life, let's call it, the the career, it's shorter. The legs get older quicker. Yep, take a lot of hits. And especially if you're one of these cows, right, These these, the ones that the bell cows, the the three-down backs – that's what you had in Bell, a guy that was touching the ball 400 times, right? Yeah. That's what you have in Melvin Gordon. They want to make sure they get paid in case something happens, but not all these cases are the same. If we look at Le'Veon Bell, he was basically off contract. Yeah. I mean, he just didn't want to sign that franchise. Right. And that was that was a that was a big number he turned down in that franchise. He's he, not going to make that money back. He ended up losing out overall, yeah. not on guaranteed though. He ended up making more guaranteed, obviously a new contract, but overall he lost out, I believe like 16 million yeah. for that extra year, which okay, in 3 or 4 years, let's say 3 years, are you what is Le'Veon Bell's price then? We don't know. We don't know if it goes down being on the Jets. We don't know. These are all to tell. So that's a big gamble he took and I don't think he ended up winning there. No. Now, Melvin Gordon, I'm hearing that it's only like a two to three year million apart. But if you think about it in quarterback and running back pricing, that's a big two, three million. It is. And 
if I'm the Chargers, I'm I'm probably a little worried. Like Melvin Gordon seems to get hurt at the end of the year every year. So giving him more guaranteed money, I don't know. That's a little it's a little risky. I kind of see why they're taking the stance they are. But I mean, we'll see. They here's the thing. Gordon's kind of smart about this, right? Just like Zeke's kind of smart about this. They know this year means a lot. They know they got real Super Bowl chances. The Chargers. Can you remember a year? Anytime recent where you thought the Chargers actually have a shot at a Super Bowl, it's like they do. And with the Cowboys, Zeke's thinking the same thing. And it's funny with the Chargers, they kind of do like the Cowboys do, right? Where, you know, LaDainian Tomlinson got to 30, see you later. They draft Ryan Matthews, his rookie contract expires, see you later. We draft Sometimes Melvin forget Gordon. about Ryan Matthews. Yeah. And then now I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers are thinking, like, let's just let this rookie deal run out with Melvin Gordon and draft another guy. And not even exactly draft. How serviceable is Austin Eckler? Right. I mean, he was actually pretty good last Yeah, year. he's yeah. very good. I was reading some of his stats. He's a top-five guy in catching the ball out of the backfield and making defenders miss. He's uh, he he can withstand volume. He's had to 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 hold down the fort whenever Gordon's been gone. Gordon is not necessarily some guy that's there every single game. He misses uh, an average of two point two games per year. He missed four last year. Yeah, that's what's tricky. And they do throw the ball a lot, but we'll they need Melvin Gordon. They they really do because I mean Eckler's not that big a dude. If he has to take that much workload, I'm afraid he'll break down. So where's the sweet spot? Because the Chargers are trying to find that. Around that five-year forty-one point two that Devontae Freeman got, but he's looking more at he wants to get paid like David Johnson, yeah, which I, is that thirteen million a year is what it breaks down to instead of that eight point two five. Look, I, I think they're going to end up doing it. I know, like you said, they're only a couple million apart. I, I think they'll end up finding some kind of compromise. I, I really do, but. He's got to be upset with Phil Rivers. Do you remember what was it? Uh, it was like Greg Jennings and, and Aaron Rodgers or something like that when he was trying to get more money. And then I think, or maybe it was with Brett Favre. It might have been that far back when when the quarterback didn't have the receivers back. And you have to wonder in that huddle if that kind of, you know, if they, you're messing with my money, dude. You know, act like. Act like I'm important and you need me. You're a quarterback. You're making crazy money. I'm trying to make my one big payday, and then you act like you don't really need me, like you can replace me with whoever else is on the roster. Like, I could see that kind of – those guys starting to rub each other the wrong way. You can – you hear that term all the time, don't talk on another man's money. Yeah. Right? And you hear it from people outside the league, like people that are are retired, you know, and they always say that's a sensitive subject. Yeah. I I agree as well. Don't talk on it. Uh, yes, I understand that it's a team thing and it's hurting the overall team, but sure. to talk about it, this is what it sounded like. Obviously, Eckler, obviously a handful, been here a little bit longer than than, than Justin, but uh, you saw what he did last year in, in games. He obviously had a heck of an offseason. He made some huge plays for us last year in games. Uh, Detroit Newsom stepped in there and made some big plays for us and, and, and filled in last year in some games. Uh, so it certainly, uh, it certainly is a deep position for us, and uh, and those guys all love to play and work hard. So, uh, you know, uh, like I said, I mean, we, we love Melvin, but uh, we're going to go with what we got, you know, and uh, it's a pretty, pretty dang good group. Dude, he sounds like the general manager. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's not your job to do that, especially no. when Melvin does come back. Let's say how uncomfortable will that be? We saw how bad a uh, relationship between quarterback and running back could fall off with things like this with Roethlisberger and Bell. Yeah, you know, once people start turning on each other, once Brown started turning from the receiver position, once people on uh, let's say key pieces of offenses or defenses, key pieces on on the roster start turning on each other, especially the running back, quarterback relationship you know that running back's got to block for you at some time right he's got to he, you're relying on him to to yeah. block that weak side that you're not even looking at sometimes you, to run them routes for you what what makes what's this gonna feel like and it, boy it's and you got to be a little upset as a running back right because you know you, you know you have a short shelf life like we talked about you know how much philip rivers is cashed in this nfl over his career my lord he's got to have around what do you think? Over fifty million dollars, Philip Rivers over yeah, his career for sure. And Melvin Gordon sitting there, and they're arguing over like two million on his average per on his contract. And he's like, "Really? You're going to come out here and not have my back with all that money you have, paying for your ten kids, Phil Rivers? Not cool, man. Yeah, not cool at all. One thing that is cool though, the show just getting started. I have two bets. We don't have an off season that doesn't exist. We'll be talking. Astros, Rockets, Texans, a little bit of poker. There's a there's a snitch on ESPN 97.5 out of you what? listeners. That guy that called this show last week, he called the Blitz to tell on me. <laughs> if you're listening out there, sir, I think we got off uh, to the wrong to the wrong on the wrong foot. Let's say in this relationship, at no point am I saying he called and said, "Hey." That gambling guy, that guru, supposedly uh, on Sundays. Come on, man. I'm up. Uh, it's a team thing. Like that's how I explain it. It's not me against you unless you go and sit at that poker table. It's us against them. So if somebody would have told me, "Hey, man, this is what works for me," maybe you should look at it and 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 maybe you should maybe throw implicate some of it, you know, some of it into your game. I would take pieces and use it if it works for someone else to see how it works in mine. So we'll talk a little bit of poker. If you're listening out there, hey. I'm I'm glad I'd be glad to talk to you uh, again about it. Whether you play aces and kings, whether you play a nine ten suited, everyone plays poker different. We'll jump into that. 713-780-3776. If you're listening for the listener tickets, the listener party, we will have them. We'll be dropping them. We're actually going to do it trivia style. Yep. So it's not going to be caller X. It's going to be whoever guesses this first, and you'll be surprised at what the question is. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Two words you never hear, Wayne quit. Cause Wayne win and they lose. I call them a Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. You hear that? It's a party. Fire up the barbecue. It's going down with Moneyline on a Sunday morning, 713-780-3776. The squad is in the building at Carlson Radio, at Josh Jordan 97.5, at Jerry Bowe knows with a Z. Hey, call or text us 713-780-3776. Right now, if you want to get in the fantasy football leagues, we're taking entries. We have one filled up already. 
We'll be throwing a few drafts. Last year, we had three different leagues. This yeah. year, we'll have, I'm thinking more, but we'll have them at different spots. Yeah, no doubt about it. So you can also hit us at Moneyline97.5 if you're interested in getting in the league. Man, we're getting a, we're getting a lot of followers on that Twitter account. It's really ramping up, dude. At yeah. Moneyline97.5, throw us a follow. Get us to 1,000. Yeah. We only need about 20 more, 25, something like that. Uh, get us to 1,000. We're trying to blow up the show as much as we can. You know, whenever uh, football comes around, if you were a listener last year, it gets crazy in here. It does. And keep listening, guys. We are giving away a pair of tickets to the listener appreciation party. We're going to do a little trivia. Hopefully, you can win that. You can come get drunk with me and Jerry Bow and the rest of the ESPN staff. It's going to be in August. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, for sure. I was. Uh, we're not doing any events this year because, well, it's it's a little smaller. Last year, last time we had a poker tournament and all. Right. But, uh, we will take some uh, entries to the fantasy football leagues there as well. Yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be like 300 of us. So it's. it's I think we had like 400 last year. So we're going to make it a little smaller because it got a little crazy last year. But it. It's still going to be big. Big is the word. Training camps are underway. So news is what we got. Let's go to the NFL. Around the NFL. What's happening? The biggest news I say in the last few days, A.J. Green yep. goes down once again. What do you think about this? What was your first thought? My first thought was I'm upset because I was already going to fade him in fantasy drafts this year. So now his value is going to be even lower. So I'm not going to be able to do that as much. But look, man, he's he's over 30. This is what starts to happen with these bigger receivers. I'm sure you guys remember Andre Johnson fell off pretty quick when he got in his early 30s. And, I, you know, it's the injuries, man. And with, and with A.J. Green, it seems to be all leg injuries. And it's a lower ankle here. I mean, camp just started and he's already hurt. You know, they, do you notice they locked up Tyler Boyd to a contract extension? So he was a guy I was kind of, I was more high on him because when he played with A.J. Green, he put up pretty good numbers last year. So now it makes me wonder. I'm, I'm probably out on pretty much all the Bengals now. It's not like you're going to go with Andy Dalton anyway. But, you know, maybe if A.J. Green, like, really falls because of the injury and you can get him in, like, maybe the fourth or fifth round or something like that maybe you take a flyer on him but i'm probably gonna stay away and i'm not big on joe mixon i know a lot of people are taking him back of the first round early second round i'm not i'm not going for it you know they drafted a tackle with their first round pick he's out for the year so that's not going to help him this year the offensive line's not really going to be much better and i just with joe mixon i heard some rumors he was asking to be taken out of games last year you know, they added a couple new running backs. Gio Bernard is still going to catch three or four balls a game. So with where – I like Joe Mixon as a talent, but where he's going, late first round, early second round, not for me, man. So I'm kind of I'm out on the Bengals. What do you think with them? Well, listening to you here, and I want you all to, to take one thing out of that uh, is the important thing is – you see he's low on A.J. He's like, all right, let me stay away from A.J. Green. But don't be that person that goes into the draft. Like he says, if he drops to yep. where the value, don't go into the draft saying, man, I'm not getting that guy no matter what. Everyone has a price on yes. them. Yes. So don't be that guy that just X's him out right off the top. You just you just black him out on your sheet. Mm-mm, this guy's not even. And right. then he ends up falling, and now he's value. He's value. And you told yourself, I'm not going to get him, so you pass up on him. Don't do that. Now, we are we spoke about him a little bit the last few weeks, and he was going around the third round yeah. anyway. So, yes. yeah, it's it's crazy. They're saying, though, that uh, the origin, the initial diagnosis is an ankle sprain. Yep. But 
like you said, age is catching up. Tyler Boyd's bro- broke out last yeah. year. I don't know where they go. This is the last year on contract. Yeah, this is a. Uh, it's kind of tricky with him because when he plays, he's good. Exactly. You know, but the other thing why I'm out on him, and I've said it on the show before, but I'll say it again: the Bengals are usually not good. So at the end of the year, when their games don't really matter, and your games matter the most because it's the fantasy playoffs, is AJ Green going to be pushing extra hard to play through little dings and, and, and injuries when in games that don't matter for the Bengals? Probably not. He's going to be throttling it down that time of year because they're probably not going to be in the playoff hunt. And it's week 15, week 16, and you need him to catch some touchdowns for your fantasy team. So he's just a guy where, you know, maybe he's more of a daily fantasy play, you know, you, you, or weekly. You know, maybe, you know, in DraftKings, you can use A.J. Green when you know he's healthy in the middle of the season. But it, for season-long fantasy, it better be good value, like fourth, fifth round, or I'm not going to touch him. He has been consistent over his career, six out of the eight seasons, a thousand yard guy. Yeah. But remember, he was used to be drafted in that tier one, uh, right yeah. going to the tier two of wide receivers and how quickly things change. But age gets to you, age is the always wins, right? It does, especially the bigger receivers. It feels like they drop off quicker. You know, like your T.Y. Hiltons, your Antonio Browns, you feel like they can play into their 30s a little longer than these bigger guys. Seems like they slow down a little, a little earlier. Someone else that's going to be slowed down, another receiver. Giants, yeah, they're losing receivers left and right. Golden Tate has been suspended four games for violating the NFL's policy on performing and has enhancing substances. He says it was uh, some kind of birth, right? Some kind of fertility thing, right? What do you think about this? I, I think Saquon Barkley is probably looking around, going, "Man, am, am I going to have any help?" <laughs> you know, because isn't Sterling Shepard dealing with an injury? Also. And then, you know, you have the, the suspension there. There's not much around them. And also Coleman's out for the year now. He what, tore his ACL or something yeah, like that? So. Yeah. I saw the meme going around with, like, Will Smith, like, looking at the house when it's empty at the end of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And it's like, you know, what Saquon Barkley's looking at right now. He's got to feel like that. He doesn't have any help. They did upgrade the offensive line, so you got to like that. But... What else are they going to do but load up the box on Saquon? So I guess the real question is, does this make you worry about Saquon Barkley a little bit? Because, I mean, what else do you have to worry about if you're a defense going up against the Giants, especially the first four weeks of the season? You better worry about Benny Fowler. That's who you better worry (laughs) about. No, but on a serious note here, did you see? Well, not so serious, I guess, but you see that every throw that Daniel Jones makes is highlighted and they showed him on – he throws it out of bounds. The man's just got no accuracy. They say he's <laughs> he's terribly inconsistent. I don't know what to do up here because what do we do with Eli Manning? Getting paid all that money, you know, he's over here arguing with Odell Beckham back I and saw forth. That. He was like, you know, I won some games before you got here, if I remember correctly, you know, throwing that at him. But and he did. Of course he won some Super Bowls, but it's the end of the line for him. For me, what I'm really thinking is is if they get off to a bad start, how quickly do they bench Eli? And then does it even get any better for Daniel Jones, though? You know, no, uh, lack of weapons, uh, losing team. It just, it's got a bad recipe for him. But if there's anyone out there that I don't really care to beef with, this Eli Manning, like, he's got that old school, like, well, you want a knuckle sandwich kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, this is what he sounded like when he fired back at Odell Beckham. Did his comments about he was the reason you guys were on TV bother you? 
I don't think they bothered me. Uh, just, you know, you just kind of shake your head and laugh. <laughs> You're <laughs> laughing? <laughs> I mean, I think those two rings had a little bit to do with right, why yeah, they're yeah. on TV. We I won mean, a few games before he was here. I yeah, think, a know? couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> you can, uh, I could picture Eli, that Eli face the whole time when he's talking, right? You just know exactly what he looks like when he said that. Yes. But, uh, I mean, it is true, though. He did win a few games before him, but... I don't know that that's gonna carry over to this to the end of his career. Let's say I think it's gonna leave on a he's gonna end on a sour note. I mean, it always comes to an end in a, in a way that you don't want it to, right? Or, or it wouldn't end. Now, what do you make for overall Barkley being drafted? Does this change anything? Like you said, the Lotus boxes because. He's going like number one in a lot of drafts. Exactly, and we'll get into that just to tease a little bit about next segment because Zeke Elliott also is supposed to go up there, but does this holdout news or lack thereof push him back right outside that first tier one running backs, that little group of three yeah. that, you, that, that are interchangeable? Does he fall back? How far back does does, does Saquon fall? Uh, because now you know he's going to be going up against loaded boxes. Is he someone that can that can still pr- uh, produce? For me, in a PPR, I'm kind of starting to think Kamara and McCaffrey might be the two top picks. You know what I mean? Like, you remember what Kamara did last year when Ingram was suspended? He was amazing. And McCaffrey, oh my my lord! You know that's one thing I do want to get into about McCaffrey. We'll do this on the other side, but. There was a certain point in the year when his numbers went bananas, and there was a certain reason for it, which is causing me some concern on if he can repeat that this year. And we'll get to that on the other side. I'll pay off on that tease. That, more running back talk. We got some Cowboys talk. We got some, I guess, not talk from Casario because he says he's mute. No talk here. We'll get all to that when we get back. 713-780-3776 at Miller 97.5. Josh Jordan, Andrew Carlson, Jerry Bowe. Let's do it. You listen to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Need a new restaurant to go to? Do you know where I could find an organic Vietnamese taco truck around here? Visit culturemap.com to get the latest restaurant and bar news from Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. At Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. Squad is in the booth at Josh Jordan 97.5 at Carlson Radio with the Jams. Ladies, this man's doing push-ups over here in between <laughs> segments. What kind of producer does that? At Jerry Bow knows with a Z. We're trying to get fired up here. Football is back. So there's no more messing around. There's no more having to come up with funny stories, even though we will have those. There's always funnies on a Sunday morning, but it's grind time. So let's jump back into things that matter. The appearance and uh, that we need Zeke Elliott to make. How long do you think Elliott holds out? Whew, man, this one's tough. You know, we were hearing rumors that he was just going to go ahead and show up, but that hasn't happened yet. I mean, he's got to make Jerry sweat a little bit, right? So, 
I don't know. I think it could be another week or so. I, maybe a couple. For me, at least, as somebody that's you know either betting on the Cowboys or thinking about drafting Zeke for my fantasy team, as long as he's back by, like, what, week three of the preseason, something like that, if he plays in a preseason game and he's back, I'll be comfortable with you know, with drafting him really high, you know, top of the first round. But if he's not, if this leaks closer to the start of the season or end of the season, I'm totally out. I think Le'Veon Bell has changed everything. You, you heard Melvin Gordon say he had no problem with what Le'Veon Bell did and that he kind of respected it. So he might do the same thing. Zeke might do the same thing. I'm staying away from those guys. If, if that happens, and we talk about this, when guys hold out, they usually come back and get hurt. You know, they're not in football shape. They come back, they pull a hamstring. And, you know, maybe the first four games of the season, they're not that great. You know, even when Le'Veon Bell was suspended a couple years ago, when he came back, it took him a while to kind of start putting up that good fantasy production and get back in football shape. And you know how it is in fantasy. If you start off 0-3 or, you know, with a bad record, that can tank your whole season. You want to get off to a good start. You don't want to have your first-round pick killing you every week. Interesting you say that. Since the NFL switched to 16-game season, so roughly 40 years, people that hold out running backs, the, the position to be exact, 20% skip the entire season, 60% miss no games at all, and the rest, the rest of them miss about two to five games on average. Now, of those that do end up playing at some point, roughly 30% of them miss more games than an average running back. It doesn't surprise you, right? I mean, if you're not out there practicing, doing your normal routine, and, you know, they're all creatures of habit, athletes, man. And when you get them out of that, they end up getting hurt. And it just happens. So I don't want to bet on that. The thing with fantasy football is you're always looking for upside, right? But also the more conservative players typically do better. You know, and that's with injuries, with holdouts. You know, take a guy that you're sure is going to be able to help you and – there, there's no reason in taking a guy that you're not sure if he's going to be there when there's other options on the board. You don't have to take Zeke. You could take McCaffrey. You could take Alvin Kamara. There's other options, guys that aren't holding out, guys that are young, that are good and good offenses. Why take that risk? And then again, though, it opens the door for value, though, because where right. where does he drop to once, once let's say, all the conservatives start making those picks and then, they, then all of a sudden Zeke's sitting there at five or six, let's say seven, and you're like, wow. And then Hopkins maybe comes off, and you're like, "Hold on, wait, 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 let's yep. go." This is a this is Zeke. So it's we did this last year with it, Le'Veon ex- and this Zeke. Exact same thing happened with Bell last year, and people were like, "Oh man, I'm getting Bell in the second round. This is great value." How'd that work out? And every situation's different, though. Let's we we, we touched on that a little bit earlier because with Bell, like I said, he 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 didn't want to be on the franchise tag, but he wasn't technically under contract anymore. Now with Gordon, he's trying to pass up that fifth year. Right. Yeah. But, you know, he he only makes five point six million. Once you start doing the math, start deducting thirty thousand per day, start deducting three hundred and thirty thousand per preseason game missed. What happens? Where where do you do here? Is it better for him to go out there and get that money? Is it better for him to, to in his head saying, man, saving a year off my running back legs? What will it do for me overall? And then I can get a better, uh, you know, whatever my worth is now, it's going to be worth then. What if I don't have that great of a season? What if I got hurt? You know, anything can change. Uh, uh, Zeke Elliott's situation slightly different because he's owed that 12.9, whatever it is, close to there, right under 13. 
he's owed that. So let's say he sits out, it doesn't hit his pocket as much, but say like, for whatever reason he would have to come back franchise tag, it'd be around that 11 and a half, which is pretty much what he's getting now. So every situation's different. And also, look at Zeke. He's got to be feeling, I don't even know who my backup is. While <laughs> Gordon's got to be thinking, man. Austin Austin yeah. looked a little good last year. These 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 guys maybe have their cards. Maybe they ha- are dominating this pot. Yeah. Rather than Zeke saying, "I got them. I'm raising here, and they got to fold because who who's going to back me up? They need me." And here's the other thing, right? Is you talk about all those fines? Don't we see a lot of times that these guys come back and negotiate, and then the team waives all the fines? You know, that happens a lot. They waive the fines when they agree on a new deal. So that's not necessarily a big factor. So it, it gets tricky there, right? So th- th- here's the other thing, too, with Le'Veon Bell. Do you remember when, like, all his offensive linemen, we were hearing, like, oh, he's coming back. We talked to him the other day, and all of us in the fantasy world were like, oh, Le'Veon's coming back. He told his teammates he's ending the holdout, and then he didn't. And then they all switched. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you don't really know if they're – being truthful when they say this stuff. So you you can't take that to the bank. So that's why I'm, I, I want to stay away from a lot of these guys because there's other great – it's the first round of the draft, man. There's there's like 10 guys that you're going to be comfortable with taking. Why take a guy that you don't know is going to be there? Jerry Jones has always been a Zeke guy, though. He's always yeah. had his back even through the troubles. You know, he always stuck his neck out. So we're about to find out now how big of an Elliot guy he really is. And that's the other thing, too, with him, right, is – it's not just the holdout. Zeke's had some issues. He's been suspended before. There's other red flags that could make him hurt your team. So it just and he's such a great player. So it's so hard to you know pass up on somebody like that. But also keep in mind he had like six rushing touchdowns last year. You know, like you expect your first round running back to do a lot more than that. So he's also has the risk of he could just kind of have a down year when it comes to touchdowns. And sticking to Dallas, the front office says they want to see the Cowboys take the next step under Jason Garrett. The seat is hot. Yes. Look, they really believe they have the core together. The Amari Cooper thing, I think, is what puts them over the top. I think they should win that division. I think the Eagles are really good, too. But we were talking about all their injuries in the secondary already. And Carson Wentz, he has not showed that he can stay healthy. So... The Cowboys really feel like this is their year. So I'm not surprised if Jason Garrett can't get it done with this group of guys. It's time to try somebody else. It's all fun and games now. Jerry Jones was asked about Jason Garrett's future, and he answered, what did you say? I really didn't hear you. I really didn't hear you. There's drills going on back over there. Next question, as he (laughs) chuckled. So he doesn't really want to talk about it right now. Nope. But. Talk needs to be had. We need to know what's going to happen in Dallas. What's going to happen with Dak? What's going to happen with Cooper? Here's why, right? The Redskins, they're a disaster. Do you believe in the Redskins? I sure don't. No. The Giants, we talked about it earlier. Everybody's hurt. You have a, an aging quarterback that's borderline awful, and it looks like a rookie that's not even that good. So, really, you know, Jerry's looking at that division and going, man, we only have one team that we have to beat to win the division and go to the playoffs, and that's the Eagles. This is the year. If we can't get it done now when the Redskins and the Giants are trash, when are we ever going to get it done? I want to know how you feel about this and sticking with the Cowboys. You're a veteran. You break your leg in the playoffs trying to come back and do something for an organization. 
You were set to make $5 million this year. The offseason passes. You're, you're a veteran wide receiver. And then Alan Hurdens gets the call that he has been he's done in Dallas. And in one week, he goes from making $5 million there to $3 million in Miami. Uh, thank the Lord that he was able to find something quick. But sure. They don't co- need him. How cold-hearted was that, though? It is. But, I mean, it's the NFL, man. That's how it goes. They don't need him. They added Randall Cobb to play the slot. They got Gallup, and they got Amari Cooper. Why not cut him earlier, though, right? Yeah, no, that's that's fair. You, you like to see guys have a little time. But, hey, look, he found a new spot. So, you know, he'll be okay. Yeah, and like you said, whenever you see a— it's like you show up tomorrow to work, and there's some guy sitting there with a with a brand new Mac, and you're like, "What is this?" And you're like, "Not the company got it for me." You're like thinking, "I'm on Windows 98 over here." You're like, well, "Who are you?" You're like, "Well, I'm getting paid less than you," and you start wondering, right? Like, of course. And that's where Randall Cobb came in, and he's thinking, "I got him. I'm safe." But he thought he was safe. He was high fiving his boys, like, "Yeah, baby, we made it. All season's gone. Training camp. Here we come." Yep. Bring hello. You're done. Now you're on the the tank for Tua campaign. Ugh. Hey, at least you get to live in Miami. I, you know, you're not going to have any fun playing football there, but at least you get to live in Miami. Fortunately, we will be jumping into the AFC South when we get back. Unfortunately, the AFC East as well. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about what's going on over there on Miami, out in Miami. If you want to talk poker today, Hey, go ahead. Give me a call. Tell me how bad I am for rebuying because I'm going to jump into a little bit of of strategy for a second here as well. I got a pick coming up this next segment. The kickoff is in 18 minutes. 18 minutes to go. I got a kickoff that we're going to kick the bookie in the head with. You're listening to Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Twitter. Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline975. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN975.com. Live from the ESPN 975 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776, where we talk everything from Rockets, Texans, Astros, poker, fantasy, football. The objective is to make money. We do it together every single Sunday morning. It's us against them. 713-780-3776. You can text us as well at the same number. Catch us on Twitch if you want to see us. Or you can go back and catch anything that you missed on this show on Podcast Arena. No doubt about it. We I just want to pay off on this tease. We were talking about Christian McCaffrey a little earlier and maybe a little bit of caution with him in in his season. And what I wanted to bring up is remember last year when Cam Newton got a little banged up, that shoulder injury against the Steelers was week 10. TJ Watt sacked him. After that is when McCaffrey just went bananas for fantasy football. He was already having a good year, but he went like sick, like crazy good after week 10 because Basically, what was happening is they were running the ball a lot more because Cam Newton had the the shoulder injury, and he was checking down a lot more. He wasn't pushing the ball down the field. So just keep in mind that McCaffrey's numbers might be a little skewed after Week 10. Don't necessarily count on that type of production for the whole season when you're going into this year and, and you're planning for him. Just you know, temper your expectations a little bit for him because it, it looks like Cam is going to be fine with the shoulder 
and they do have DJ Moore, and they, they have some good skill players, and he's probably going to push the ball down the field a little more than when he was injured. So I still love McCaffrey, but I'm not expecting the type of numbers he had for the whole season after Week 10 last year. So just wanted to pay off on that tease. Put your name on it. Put my name on it. Uh, let me pay off a tease as well. Money is in the air. 12 minutes till kickoff. Let's go to a world club friendly. It's uh, the lead up to the real season, right? So my theory here is that defense will be the lower of the priorities. The offenses are trying to get going, trying to get and that, And that's what we've seen in these friendlies as of late. Napoli, now, when we, we usually say, okay, the last five games, but we can't use that here because I can only use what the sample size is of coming into the season. If I use five games, we're going back to last season. So, Napoli themselves, they scored nine goals in the last three matches in the lead-up to the season, in the, in the, in the, the build-up to, to the new high-flying scoring offense that they've, they're trying to put out there this season. They've scored nine. That's three goals of game, right? Now, you look at Liverpool, they've played five games this month just to try to warm up for the EPL coming up August 8th that's the kickoff they've scored 14 goals in those five matches that's almost three goals a game but then you say oh, how they've been acting and performing on the defensive side of the ball they gave up two to Sporting they gave up two to Sevilla they gave up three to Dortmund they gave up one to Bradford City so you get the you get the the groove here their, their objective, yeah, let's go out there and score and let's get things going in the right direction, but it doesn't seem like the defensive side of the ball is gelling. So you got two teams that want to push the offensive side of the envelope and the defensive side have been giving up goals. Give me the over three international soccer. It's a friendly. Be a little careful, but I think we see goals galore. Nice. A little money in your pocket there. We teased it before the segment. We're going to get into the AFC South here. You want to just start with the Texans? AFC South. Let's rock. All right, let's do it. Here's the thing, a couple things I want to talk about. You were out at camp the other day. I've been following everything. I haven't been able to make it out there myself, but I'm hearing Will Fuller is looking good. Can you confirm that, Jerry? He is looking good. And, like, again, I don't want to be that guy saying, whoa, crazy improvements without the pads, but... The speed burst is there. I know there's a video circulating around the, uh, the the Twitters of the world where he burnt off on Joseph. Yeah, I saw that. Man, he was making nice catches the whole time. Like, it, he's there, man. I don't think that, uh, that anything's going to be missing. I think this is, again, we know what he can do when sure. he's out on the field. But can he be on the field? If you had to guess, if the bet was set at over under 13 games that Will Fuller starts this year what are y'all two guys betting oh man that is that is tough but you know what i'm gonna be mr optimism i know andrew's going the other way i'm assuming but i'm gonna say over i i I like will fuller this year andrew it's got to be the under for me at least i love the dude i love what he brings to the team but the fact of the matter is he has not shown any sort of ability to stay healthy. And it seems like every time it's a different injury that pops up. And that's what concerns me the most. I'm with you, but I don't really remember him being injured all the time at Notre Dame. You know what I mean? It's It's been like just the last couple of years, and I know that's probably what we should be looking at. But I just have optimism for him this year. And by the way, we have all kinds of coverage on the Texans in training camp over at SportsMap. We've Fantastic had Cody, Cody Stutz has been out there. There's all kinds of videos and written content. Jason Braddock's been doing some stuff for us. So for anything Texans, guys, we got you covered. Give it, get over to SportsMap. But I want to talk about Will Fuller a little bit here for, for fantasy football, okay? He is going, according to fantasy football calculator, in the late seventh round. 
you know, around pick 80 is about where he's going. So here's the guys that are in front of him. Christian Kirk, Allen Robinson, Dante Pettis. Out of all those guys, I'd rather have Will Fuller. That, that's just me. And here's why. When he's healthy, he's awesome. You start him. You don't even think about it. You start him. He's incredible with Deshaun Watson. So kind of what I'm thinking about doing, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jerry. Here's kind of what I'm thinking of doing. Taking Will Fuller at the end of the seventh round, early eighth round, and then coming back and taking Kiki QT in the tenth round. So you can lock up that yeah. second option here yeah. no matter what. Because when one of them goes down, the other guy is going to be really good. And I think to start this season, when both of them are there, I think Fuller's going to be really good. He's such a big play threat. And then if one of them gets hurt, the other guy's a lock in your fantasy lineup every week. What do you think about that? A late seventh round and a tenth round, taking both of those guys. The theory is good behind it. And then you ask yourself, who is Will Fuller to my fantasy team? 15.2 fantasy points per game. Let's say that he did it for 16 games in a perfect world, in a bubble rat world. world. 243.2 fantasy points. That would have made him the overall wide receiver 13. And he's being drafted as the overall wide receiver 32 ADP sitting at 80-ish. That's right. And if you take his numbers from last year and you take the average of what he did, if he would have completed the season, he would have been around 1,150 yards and nine touchdowns last year. Man, and and get a guy like that in the seventh, eighth round, that's you're stealing. So let's talk about who Kiki QT is and does he love me? Well, when he's on the field, (laughs) ten and a half points per game, he four and a half receptions, he gets looks. Yeah. We just need him to stay healthy. A lot of his targets right around the line of scrimmage, right? A lot of catches. He's gonna be a PPR monster if he's healthy. So look, I like him too quite a bit. He's he's definitely in the tenth round. I mean Take a flyer on Kiki. I mean, Deshaun is clearly very comfortable throwing him the ball. And we saw how big he can be whenever a team tries to take DeAndre Hopkins out of the picture. 14-11 for 110, and he got in the end zone in that wild card game. No doubt. And he's a guy that he was getting more targets than Hopkins in some of the games last year. So I think he's definitely worth a flyer. And he didn't show another guy in college. He didn't have a history of getting hurt at Texas Tech. So we just hope it was just kind of a fluke last year, and he should be good to go. Now let's talk about you walk into an ice cream shop, and they got all the all the best stuff, the the Rocky Roads, you know what I mean, the, the, the cakes, you know, the birthday cakes, all that stuff. And then you got somebody that says, I want vanilla, sugar-free. Give me that Lamar Miller. Ugh. Is that who you go up there and order? Because that's what you're getting, sugar-free vanilla. You are. And we always make the joke about the Texans, right, that – they're right in the middle. Like every list you see about the Texans, they're like, where do the Texans come in? Oh, about number 16, number 15. Every year, it's the same thing with Lamar Miller. You know where he ends up pretty much every year as a fantasy running back? Right around 14, 15, 16. It's with the Texans. With Miami, it's another story. But with the Texans, he's right there. 14, 15, 16th, best running back every year. He's a guy that maybe if you take a bunch of receivers early in the draft and you really need a running back in the middle rounds, maybe you take a shot on Lamar Miller. But... You know, from week to week, you're not going to have a lot of confidence. And you have to worry about Foreman. Is Foreman going to come in and start taking work from him? And like I said, vanilla's not bad. There's a no. guy out there listening right now saying, I like vanilla. But when you pour a little soda on there and it becomes a float, Dante Foreman comes yeah. back. Yeah. What do you think about that? You know, he's actually a nice value. He's a guy that I'm targeting late in drafts because 
I think O'Brien likes him, and he's a good player. Look, I'm a I'm a Texas fan. I, I like the Longhorns. I watch Foreman a lot at, at UT. He's a, he's a good player. It's just you know that Achilles injury, man. That's a tough one. You don't see a lot of running backs coming back from that. But the good news is, is he's young. So if anybody can come back from a, an Achilles injury. I think he can do it. And people are probably wondering, are y'all really going to skip around the main pieces in Watson and Hopkins? We've, we've talked, we talk about them weekly. So. We do, and we know what they are. And I've, I'm on record saying that I believe, and I'll go ahead and put my name on it again, that, that Watson will be the highest scoring quarterback this year. You know, that's in, I wanted to ask you about this. I felt that way too, but now that we know Tyreek Hill is not going to be suspended, I'm putting Mahomes at, at number one now because Tyreek Hill is going to be there. Did, did Tyreek Hill not being suspended, that didn't change your opinion on Mahomes and Watson this year? To be honest, whenever I tried to project who was going to end up first, I, uh, I kind of had Tyreek Hill's number still what would be in Mahomes. I just think that gotcha. the, I just more think the third overall easiest schedule for quarterbacks playing in Watson's favor. The but we we talk about how as the overall team they're playing tougher competition. So yeah. therefore game script is going to play into his favor and I think that that's going to be big for him. If you're in tough games then the, he's going to be required to make more plays yeah. or if you're playing from behind obviously then you're obviously throwing more. And what if we do get the bubble wrap that in in Will Fuller or yeah. what if we get uh, you know what if you, what if in a perfect world these guys did play 16 games? Give me 14. Yeah, no, that's huge. That's you fair. know how big Will Fuller is to DeAndre Hopkins. I mean to to Watson. No doubt about it. it. We always joke about it. Fuller is the check down that is a, a nine route to the end zone. That that is his check down is throwing a bomb to Will Fuller. And man, for fantasy football, that's what you want. Man, on one play, the guy can get you you know 12 points. I uh, actually had an article that I wrote for Sports Gaming Podcast this week. Deshaun Watson pass yards over 4,075 for the season. The reason between that was, again, the strength of schedule. And also, if you look at Watson last year, let's look at what he did. Watson started the season 92 pass attempts in September. 1,200 yards. October, he only had 76, followed by 52 in November, and uh, they did have the bye week, but if you add 25 to that, it was still about 80. In December, he had 125 in a five-game sample, so it was 25 attempts per game. But if you look at the whole body of work, he didn't have more than 19 throws from September 30th to November 26th. From that Cowboys game, the next six games, when they went on that big one, or winning streak, he didn't throw it over 19 times in one game. Why? Maybe it was because the injury that he sustained in that yep. in that Cowboys game. Maybe they had something to do with it. But if you're telling me that he's going to have to surpass that, a guy that throws about 25 attempts per game and he and, and he 4,000 yards, that's only 254.6 yards per game if he plays a 16-game season. I'll take the over on that. I hope you take the over with us because we made it to hour two. Money, money, money. Game kicks off in a minute. Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. You're listening to ESPN 97.5.